sailor then, plying the straits between England and Scotland to gain a living. His accent held the softer beat of another, more foreign land. A shout behind made her turn. Isabel saw that Angus panted with cold, his legs treading water with exaggerated hurry as he tried to keep warm. Fear struck deep. Two hundred yards from safety, with the rolling edge of a sea storm coming in from the east. Behind him, two men were trying to rise on his bulk in their fight to gain breath. Lord, the sea claimed its victims without recourse to any fair play or just reserve. Swimming over, she clouted the oldest man hard across the head, breaking his grip and pressing against his throat, pleased as his eyes rolled into white. Then she did the same to the youngest. Qui Dieu nous en garde, Mark muttered. The woman with the scar from one side of her face to the other was killing those with him one by one, and the chill that held him stiff with cold meant he could do nothing about it. Guy was dead. He had known it all of an hour ago, and still his fingers could not open to simply let go. The water beneath him called, an easy rest and an ending, and the strength that had held him to the task of rescue was suddenly gone. He could not care. It was finished. As his fingers opened and his eyelids rested, he felt the warmth that had long since been leached from his body return in a quick and bright light. Scotland. His father's land. He had not quite made it. Hold him from behind, Isabel instructed Angus. Do not let him turn, for he will pull you down in his panic. I can he handle the both of them, mind? Angus's words were thrown through the gathering wind. Then choose the youngest. Such a choice out here in a sea that was rising held no guilt for Isabel. The fittest would survive and be done with it. But the green-eyed stranger was gone too, pulled beneath the sea by lethargy, his red sleeveless surcoat with the bright gold braiding disappeared. She should leave him, of course, should take the advice she had just offered Angus, but a stronger force willed her to action. Diving down through the murky water, she saw him turn towards her, as if he had known she might be there, glances catching through the brine, the white of his skin the colour of death. One last kick and she reached out to snag cloth before hauling him up into the dusk and air. They surfaced like a log might in a swollen mountain stream. A curtain of foam and salt lashed around them, rain stinging skin. Thumping his back hard with the heel of her hand, she felt him take a breath, the rise and fall of his chest strong as he coughed, a hacking, endless bark that dislodged the water he had swallowed. His hair lay around his face in tousled, dark blonde tails, wiped back as he found breath in a hard movement, his lips blue. Around her the cries of the survivors told another story. One stranger perished here and another there. They floated away with their faces down in the water, swirling as leaves in the current. 
she could not save everyone with a changing storm tide on the turn for out. All the will in the world could not alter what happened to those two long in the hands of the sea as the heat of skin cooled and relaxed into death. But the green-eyed stranger hung on through the breakers, his mouth tilted towards the air, the cold chattering of his teeth like a drumbeat as they came closer to landfall. He was using his strength to help her too. She could feel his legs move against her own until his feet found purchase on the ocean floor. He was tall then, much taller than her husband had been before. But she did not think of that as she brushed away anger and watched him stand, the sea to his waist now, every second showing more of a man who looked nothing like anyone from around Fife. Menace and danger lingered in the long bones of his body.